Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Football Absurdity Podcast. My name is Jeff Crisco. I'm here with Big Daddy Ranks. It's Walker Kelly. Walker, how's your day going? Great. It is my birthday. Oh, snap. I did not realize this. Happy birthday to Walker. How old are you today? 27. 27. Officially old. How's it feel? Uh, My knees are creaking as we speak. Oh, boy. It gets worse from here. (laughs) Yeah, I just just had a birthday dinner of... Uh, salmon, broccoli, fettuccine alfredo, and tiramisu cheesecake. That sounds amazing. That sounds really good. Please do it not was, pass out during the podcast. <laughs> it was very good. If I have to burp, I will mute myself. <laughs> All right. Well, we will uh, be quick so Walker can get back to their birthday stuff. But this is our weekly ranks episode where Walker and I talk about um, our our uh, Thursday night football start and sits. My sicko stash of the week, which I actually came up with the second one, Walker. So oh boy, still, I get to guess. You still get to guess. And then we talk about Walker's ranks, which you can find on footballabsurdity.com. Go to literally anywhere on the website. Look at the top. There's a button that says week six ranks. They're there. And then we're going to talk about quarterbacks. They're higher on, lower on, the toughest rank, most surprising, sneaky start, tough sit. And then we'll do that for running backs, wide receivers, and tight ends. So... You ready to get started? Let's do this. All right. Thursday night football. Uh, yesterday, this game was a pick And now I believe it is. Uh, it bears favored by half a point. Yeah. So still technically a pick Pretty much. Yeah. So bad game. 38 point over under. Uh, very straightforward on a starter sit here. Um, we are sitting J.D. McKissick, Cleo Herbert, Brian Robinson, Darnell Mooney, and the tight ends. Logan Thomas is out for this one. Oh. Uh, I will directly replace him with John Bates. Then. Exactly. Yeah. So if those guys are in your lineup, don't do it. Justin Fields, uh, you have at 22 back end QB two starter. Is that somebody that you're like, okay, you can throw him in there. Or is that a, a you're desperate if you're starting Justin Fields, who you have at 22. Uh, I mean, I'd prefer not to have to start him in two quarterback leagues, but if you have to, he's not the worst option in the world. I mean, I'd rather start Justin Fields than PJ Walker. Um, but I would rather start like even lower level options. Like I'd rather start Marcus Mariota than Justin Fields. Okay. So Justin Fields, 22, not a um, advised start in two quarterback leagues. And then the quarterback on the other side, Carson Wentz, you have it nine. Mm -hmm. And the surprising thing to me was that was not your most surprising rank. Uh, No, no. Uh, Just because there's another guy that we're going to talk about who is, just been surprising in general this season. Yes. But yeah, uh, once I ECR is 15, um, I'm at nine. I, I just, he's a top 10 quarterback on the season. Mm-hmm. Um, he's right up there in points. There's a tier of uh, quarterback four through quarterback 10 where he's a part of that. Uh, so I just have him near the back end of that. I mean, I, I don't think the matchup's great, but it's not terrible. Um, Washington is clearly better at throwing the ball than they are at running the ball, despite Wentz's predilection to throw interceptions. Um, I, I think that he'll probably throw at least one pick, but he'll also probably throw for over 250 yards and multiple touchdowns. So, you know, he's, I think he's got a solid enough floor to be a top 12 guy most weeks. Yeah, and you have him in your ranks over guys like Aaron Rodgers versus the Jets, Tom Brady playing Pittsburgh, and Kirk Cousins going up against Miami. Um after that, it's kind of a line for guys that aren't necessarily weekly starters, uh, especially down there. Russell Wilson at 17, who I dropped Walker. I'm free. I'm free of Russell Wilson. I did it. Got rid of him. He's done. He's off my roster. And do you know who I picked up? Uh, Your sicko stash. Carson Wentz. Oh, there you go. So I was very happy to see that you have him at nine today. Um, The other starts in this game not flexes you have david montgomery at 21 is he a must start or is he just you can fit him into your lineup um in two running back and a flex leagues i think he's a must start in two running back no flex leagues i would say you hope you have a better option but if you've got to play him it's not like he's gonna get you nothing Mm -hmm. he's got a pretty high floor yeah and um we say must start, but you look at Walker's ranks, uh, you know, Walker, uh, 11 through 14 are guys who we didn't really expect to see that high three weeks ago. You know, Brees Hall, Ramondre Stevenson, Jeff Wilson, Kenneth Walker. So it's possible that, you know, at 21, David Montgomery is a bench for you, but chances are probably not. 
And if you can start him, you should, is how I think it comes out. Um, the other guy you have in the top 24 as a start is Curtis Samuel. Um, here's an interesting question. If you have Curtis Samuel and somebody offered you Terry McLaurin, would you make the trade? No. Yeah, me neither. And I have Curtis Samuel some places. So you have Curtis Samuel at 22. Curtis Samuel, same question. Must start? Advised start? Advised start, yeah. I don't think in all situations he's a start, but in almost all situations, yes. You have him uh, ahead of my number one and number two wide receivers on my home league team. Uh, Curtis Sam, I'm sorry, CeeDee Lamb and Deontay Johnson. So I'm a little little worried now. Um, and my third wide receiver is Christian Kirk, who you have at 21. So also very worried about my home team now uh for this week um so you have two flexes in this game uh let's keep talking about the wide receivers and terry mclaurin who you have at 32 uh i'm i know you saw the tweet because we talked about it yesterday but i would just like to let people know that terry mclaurin has not been a starter for over a year now his average finish is outside the top 36 at wide receiver so please keep that in mind yeah it's not good yeah, and people are like, well, it's the quarterback. It's like, okay, sure, but the quarterback is still there. That that you know, you can say that Terry McLaurin's better than this, but the quarterback is still there who's making it bad. So, um, you know, don't start Terry McLaurin this week if you can help it. He is a flex if you can't. And then Antonio Gibson. Talk to me about Antonio Gibson Walker. You have at thirty at running back. Yeah, I mean, I like Antonio Gibson this week. I I think that. His role probably won't be very big, but I don't mind the matchup, and I think he's going to score a touchdown. So I, he's also a guy I'm higher on than consensus. Consensus has him down at 38, which I can understand. Um, but I still think with the backfield being essentially split three ways in Washington, I mean, it's been pretty even, uh, or it was pretty even last week, and I expect it to continue that way. And Gibson's still the best running back on the team. So I would expect him to score the most fantasy points. And uh, I, I think that he is a guy you can put in your flex. Now, if you have a better option, I would play that better option. You know, I'd rather play Terry McLaurin in my flex than Antonio Gibson. But I'm saying that he is a guy you can flex, certainly. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah, and it's a, a situation where... Um... You know, there are some guys like James Conner, for example, you might not get a choice between James Conner and, and uh, Antonio Gibson because Gibson plays on Thursday and James Conner might not be playing on Sunday. So that's sort of a name that, uh, you know, you might be thinking through. And then um, let's see, Antonio Gibson, you have a head of he's, he seems to be kind of like the last guy that's that's startable, maybe Tony Pollard and Eno Benjamin. But then you get into like. Cam Akers, Naheem Hines, Tyler Algier, Mike Boone. So keep that in mind for people at home. Yeah, I would uh, say that that tier is uh, James Robinson at 29 through and uh, Eno Benjamin at 32. Okay, perfect. There you go. So uh, that's it. Very easy game to talk about this week. Uh, oh, let me ask you this. Uh, you have Darnell Mooney as a sit. Yes. Okay, so um, is this a matchup? Is this you want to see more from it? Like, what what would have to happen for Darnell Mooney to get to being a a top thirty six guy for you going forward? Um, I'd like to see more than five or six targets in a game because okay. I, his target share is high, but they pass the ball so little that him getting six targets in a game and a lot of them being down the field mean he's not going to catch the ball at a super high percentage. So I mean he's Right now, even though he's been playing better lately, he's still averaging like three for 55, which is not good enough for a guy who's not going to score many touchdowns. So I, I just think he's too low volume to trust with a floor and doesn't score enough touchdowns to trust as a like a boom play right now. OK, yeah, because he has no touchdowns right now. So there you go. Yeah, that's that's not enough. Um, and then this running back situation, J.D. McKissick, Brian Robinson, uh, wait and see what's going on. Um, mm -hmm. not a great, uh, group going on right now. They split snaps almost down the, I almost said down the middle again, but there's three of them down the thirds, just down like last triangle. Yep. Just like yesterday. So, um, let's move over to your ranks, uh, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end is what we'll talk about. Um, so we should, 
Skip your your guy you're higher on because you already talked about him. Carson Wentz, you have him at nine. ECR is 15. And then we'll go to Jake Brisket, who you have at 13. ECR is 20, who is also your sneaky start this week going um, up against the New England Patriots. So you, you like Jake Brisket this week, Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, I don't mind him. Um, Cleveland has a fantastic uh, pass blocking offensive line. It's just a fantastic blocking offensive line in general. And um, Brissett has a decent... A uh, group of weapons around him, um, you know, Amari Cooper, David Njoku, Kareem Hunt, Donovan Peoples-Jones has been playing decently. So um, the offense is actually working pretty well, and I think that New England's performance against Detroit was more of a matchup-dependent thing than uh, th- than a, uh, a feather in the cap saying that they're a really good defense. I I don't think they're a bad defense whatsoever, but I just think Jacoby Brissett you know, in a game where I would expect it to be like a mid scoring game mm-hmm. and Brissett has been a solidly like good streamer slash, you know, fringe QB one this season. So I expect him to have a, you know, a, a solid Jacoby Brissett game, which puts him right around quarterback 13. Yeah. And uh, Jacoby Brissett's kind of a guy that he, he's just fully competent. He knows who his best players are and he gets them the football. It's Amari Cooper, it's David Njoku and it's uh, the running back. So, um, he's not likely to have a, a, like a Marcus Mariota, just complete barfing all over himself game or, uh, Russell Wilson type deal where he, uh, just doesn't know what to do. Like Jake, Bris- Jake brisket is good and he, uh, can get the ball to his weapons and score you fantasy points. So, um, you have Zach Wilson up against green Bay as a guy that you're higher on 15th ECR is 19th. Uh, is this a sign of faith? Is this a matchup? Is this what, what is this? Cause I still don't know what to think about Zach Wilson. I mean, green Bay's defense isn't playing very well right now. Mm-hmm. Um, they just gave up a pretty big game to limping Daniel Jones. And also they're coming back from London and teams usually don't play particularly well the game after they come back from London. I still expect the Packers to win this game, but I think it's going to be higher scoring than people think because the Jets play at a really high pace and the Packers are, I think, going to give up points in this game. So they're going to have to score. Um, And I think that means that Zach Wilson, while he may turn the ball over um, and isn't going to be the most accurate quarterback in the world, I think they'll run enough plays that he'll rack up fantasy points and be a solid QB two. Yeah, and it it kind of feels like, um, you know, he will get there by hook or by crook. This is kind of like, the identity that Robert Saul has put together, like we'll get there. Like it may not be pretty, but we'll get there. And that's kind of how I feel about Zach Wilson. Yeah. I'm starting to wish that the lions had hired Sala instead of Campbell. Oh, really? Just because not that I don't think Campbell is any good, but I like what Sala's doing there. And he's a Detroit guy. Yeah, that's fair. Also, he has a good story. Did you hear about um, the story? I forget who told the story about how Robert Sala uh, stayed on in Houston. No, I haven't heard it. So he was, uh, oh God, I forget whose staff he was on, but, um, the house got, cl- the, they cleaned house. I think it was Kubiak's staff. Mm-hmm. They, they cleaned house and, uh, uh, everybody left, but they had like two weeks left on their contract. But Robert Sala just like stuck around and just sat in and on all the meetings and was just like, Hey, I'm here. Like, if you want me to be here, I'm here. I could do things. I'm available. And he just kind of was like so annoying that they're like, all right, you could stay on with like, we like you. Like he did the thing where he like made himself indisposable and they're like, all right, we like you. You can stick around. So he basically just forced his way onto the next staff. Nice. Yeah. So he is annoying, I guess, is what it comes down to. He also Uh, he's a perseverer. Yeah, he also used to run this. St- I don't know if he does it as a head coach, because I think he doesn't have the time. But as a DC, he used to run the steps at Levi Stadium before the game. That is that that's a cool thing to do. Yeah, it's very exciting because you got to imagine not only is like a, um, a keeping in shape thing, but there has to be a good amount of nervous energy before the game that you got to get out. Oh, absolutely. There yeah, is. I've been an assistant coach for things and uh, it's still extremely nervous before the game. Yeah. And uh, as a as a coach, it's like you need that mental focus. Like you can't use that extra energy. You know, mm. you're not going to call the play any like more forcefully with more energy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so no it's, not gonna, it's not going to help you. So. Um, all right. So quarterbacks that you're lower on, you have Russell Wilson at 17. ECR is 12. I think this is just the ECR just like denying reality. Like Russell Wilson is just struggling this year. They, the Broncos don't know what they want to be. And uh, uh, everybody needs to be closer to you is what I'm saying. 
Yeah, I mean, Wilson can only get the ball with any sort of consistency to one guy, and that's Cortland Sutton. Um, it, it The offense just isn't working very well. He's turning the ball over a lot. He's not running. So, you know, his floor isn't that high either. I just, you know, it's not a terrible matchup or anything. I just don't think that Russ is going to be good enough, especially with the hurt lap. I, I just, I don't think he's going to be able to play well enough to be a top 12 quarterback. And so I, I would look not to play him. I mean, like, you know, as, as you can see by, by who we've talked about so far, he's my second ranked Wilson at quarterback. <laughs> so I would start Zach Wilson over Russell Wilson in case you were wondering. Yeah. And um, yeah, above Russell Wilson, it's, you know, I, I want to go back six weeks and say, all right, Walker, in week six, you're going to have Russell Wilson behind Daniel Jones, Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence, and Jacoby Brissett and see how that, how that, how that's received. Um, Cause this is kind of, you know, we're five weeks in now, you know, five weeks worth of data. This is where we start to go. All right. This preconceived notion that we had, we just need to throw it away because it's useless. And so you start to get things like Russell Wilson, 17, and you know, this next guy, uh, Matthew Stafford, who you have at 20 uh, ECRs, 13, um, Line's bad. Stafford can't throw. I mean, 20 seems pretty, you know, he's he's in that tier with like Jimmy Garoppolo and Marcus Mariota. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that 13 is looking at, you know, the Panthers gave up 37 points last week to the mm-hmm. Niners. But the Panthers defense has been good other than that game this season. And I think that they might get a little bit of a boost from Matt Rule being fired. Um, I also think the strongest part of their defense is the pass rush. And the worst part of the Rams team is the offensive line. So I don't expect there to be a whole lot available for anybody, but Cooper cup in this game. Um, and, and so I don't think that, uh, I don't think that Stafford's going to have a very good fantasy day. No. And I don't, I, I think that, you know, Stafford has moved into that kind of low end streamer where it's like, I kind of want to see him do it before um, I trust him. Like I do the weekly streamers at each position. And if Matthew Stafford was at like 40% rostered, I'd have to wait and see it before I uh, trusted him uh, with something. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think you can drop Matthew Stafford right now, honestly. I think so too. All right. So let's get into your last uh, guy that you're lower on, which is uh, Tom Brady. And so what I'm seeing here is uh, much like yesterday, you are counting out touchdown Tom. Wait a second here. I, I specifically said yesterday <laughs> that I did not count out touchdown Tom. Well, you have him at 11th at ECR seven. That looks like counting him out to me. Uh, no, I still think that he is a startable player. I just don't think he's a like a smash play must start like ECR mm-hmm. says. Um, I don't think they're going to need to throw the ball very much against Pittsburgh. Um, and Tom Brady isn't the type of player that Josh Allen is where he's going to throw multiple 60 plus yard touchdown passes. That's not going to happen. You know, the Bucks offense is more methodical than that. And I think you're going to see a lot of Leonard Fournette, some Rashad White, excuse me, Rashad White. And uh, I just don't think Brady's going to need to do a ton. So I think he'll have a solid game, but not one of those like, uh, you know, really big games. Yeah. And Tom Brady, we, you know, I, somebody asked a couple weeks ago, I forget who it was. It was one of the three of us that was like, is Tom Brady bad now? Or is it just because everybody is hurt? And as he's gotten his weapons back, he has started to play better. And he's not like classic Tom Brady, but he's also 45 years old. So um, it's, uh, you know, if you, you know, if you're in a league where somebody got impatient and dropped Tom Brady, then you uh, are probably feeling pretty good right now having picked him up. So um let's get into your toughest rank for this week at quarterback it's a guy coming back from um england it's aaron Rodgers going up against the jets i wrote this week that he um is going much like i think i wrote much like a drunk ex-girlfriend getting through ex-girlfriend or ex-boyfriend getting thrown out of a party he's going to take it out on the giants roommates the jets <laughs> yeah i i think Rodgers has a solid game this week um it's just it, it's hard to almost to rank him top 12 to justify it without just being like, well, he's Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, because <laughs> uh, he hasn't been any good for fantasy this season, but he had a better game last week against a good Giants defense and the Jets defense is not very good. So I would expect Rodgers to be solid again this week, probably even a little bit better than he played last week against the Giants. So. While that might not lead to, you know, a blow up fantasy performance, I think he's solidly a top 12 guy. Okay. Which wide receiver gets the touchdown this week? Lazard. 
Lizard. Okay. Um, so let's go ahead and um, talk about your most surprising guy. Save the best for last. The highest ranked quarterback this week that we've talked about. Of course, I'm talking about Geno Smith at seven. Yeah. Uh, again, tell me earlier in the season, tell me six weeks ago that yeah. I'd be saying Geno Smith is a top seven play at quarterback in any week. Um, yeah, it's it's insane. But um, I don't know if you saw the like super cut of his throws on Twitter from last mm-hmm. week, but the dude looks absolutely fantastic. I mean, he's he's playing like prime Matthew Stafford out there throwing from different arm angles, lofting balls into the second level. His deep ball is on point. Um, his pocket presence is really good right now. I still don't love his decision-making. I think he's rolling a little too hot right now, and he's um, making some decisions that aren't very smart that he's getting away with because he's throwing the ball so well. I think when that regresses to mean a little bit that he's going to start throwing a lot of picks. But Mm -hmm. this week he gets Arizona, so I think he keeps it going. Yeah, and um, yeah, the the thing that got me with Gino is like the Saints aren't a good matchup for quarterbacks this year. You know, they've been okay, and he just kind of made them look like little babies. And yeah, uh, tore them up. Yeah, and it wasn't a situation with like uh, like um, where Brees Hall had a 67 yard uh, catch that was like a 19 yard pass, and you know. 50 yards of yak. It was like, he was chucking it downfield. He was looking good. And, uh, um, did, uh, did the Seahawks do the right thing? I mean, yeah, probably. Okay. Are you worried about the reports that, uh, Pete Carroll says that, uh, Drew Locke is nipping on Geno Smith's heels? No, because Pete Carroll lies all the time. Correct. That is the right answer here. All righty. So, uh, we're through quarterbacks. Let's stop talking about your guys this week and talk about my guys. So yesterday I revealed my first sicko stash of the week uh, on the podcast, uh, on the Patreon episode. It was uh, Darius Slayton, uh, seven targets last week. Uh, You know, his first two years in the league, he had 90 targets each of the first two years. So he was a targeted guy, got hurt at the beginning of last year, kind of derailed his year. Uh, He's back now. He got seven targets. We don't know what's going on with Kadarius Tony. Uh, it's got two injured hamstrings. Uh, Wandale Robinson, who knows what's going on there? They're going to need a guy. It's not going to be Richie James. It's going to be Darius Slayton, you know, 12, 13 PPR points. Honestly, a chance to outscore Terry McLaurin this week. Uh, yeah, I mean, I have Slayton at 38, McLaurin at 32, but it's definitely a close match, you know. And I think Slayton is, in deep leagues, a guy you can start absolutely. Yeah, and he's rostered in 2% of leagues. Right, so... Uh, definitely. If you are in a deeper league, go get Darius Slayton. Yes, exactly. So this next guy is rostered in four percent of leagues, twice as many leagues as Darius Slayton. Okay. Uh, he's on IR, so okay. it's a real sicko stash. Uh, both of us agree that he's just okay, uh, but everybody else thinks he's really good. And the two players ahead of him have been awful. One of them, one of the worst running backs in the league on an efficiency basis. Um. Kyron Williams, Kyron Williams, because here's the thing. Uh, Cam Akers hasn't been good. Daryl Henderson hasn't been good. Maybe Kyron Williams won't be good either, but they're going to give him a shot. And at running back, they put Malcolm Brown out there for like eight snaps last week. Yeah, they're going to give him a shot as soon as he's healthy because he has a broken foot, right? Something like that. Yes. So once he's good to go, they're going to slot him in there. And, you know, he could take over that role. Not because he's this otherworldly talent, but because he's better than Cam Akers. And he's arguably, you know, Daryl Henderson needs to get more touches to see if he's bad now or if he's just not getting touches. But Mm -hmm. he could get this role, which, you know, the big argument for Daryl Henderson and Cam Akers this year has been the role. So if he's getting 18 touches per game and you can get him now, throw him on IR, that's a free sicko stash if your league has IR slots. So that's my other sicko stash of the week. All right, well, guess what? What? I also have a sicko stash. What? I'm taking over. I'm taking the segment from Jeff. Oh, no. Um. Yeah, so my, my sicko stash is, uh, let's see, he scored a touchdown last week. Okay. He used to play a different position. Okay. And 
he is a uh let's see he's he plays for a bad team so change positions bad team scored a touchdown last week oh my god uh zero percent rostered zero percent roster change teams is scored i have no idea uh falcons running back avery williams avery williams used to play another position yeah, he's, he came into the league as a corner. Oh, wow. I had no idea he came in the league as a corner. Avery Williams, not a bad sicko stash because Caleb Huntley sucks and Tyler Algier is the only guy between him and uh, relevancy. And and Algier has zero targets on the season. They are not even considering using him as a pass catching back. And Avery Williams has four catches on the season. Two of them were last week. He also ran three times for 11 yards and a touchdown. He has been involved in every game, so he's at least played. He's been on the field. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that he's got a good, as good a chance as anybody, in fact, a better chance than anybody else to be the receiving back for this team. So when they're behind, I think that every now and then you might be able to sneak a J.D. McKissick week out of him. So in deep leagues, I think Avery Williams is a guy you should consider rostering. Yeah, and going up against the 49ers this week, the Niners, you know, they have been good this year. But one thing that Kyle Shanahan loves to do is take his foot off the gas in the second half. So if the Niners go up big in the second half, you could see a big, you know, a drive where Avery Williams gets like four catches for 52 yards and scores because the Niners just play prevent defense and um, the Falcons just go underneath to uh, Avery Williams. So I, I, the switching positions threw me off because I did not know he came into the league as a corner. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's why I was, I was like, I was trying to think of like wide receiver to tight end or tight end to wide receiver. And then I was like, did Felipe Frank score a touchdown last week? So you had the right I, team. I had the right team, um, but I just didn't have the right player. So, all right, let's uh, let's get back into your ranks, which again, check them out at the site, footballabsurdity.com button at the top. There will also be a button or a button, a link in the description. Uh, we are 28 minutes in, and I made my first flub, so that's pretty good. <laughs> Not bad. Not bad. All right. Uh, running back, you're higher on. Um, I think I've heard of this guy, Jonathan Taylor. You have him at five. ECR's 10. Um, he is going up against the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars this week. I think this is just a vote of confidence that he will play and be Jonathan Taylor, right? Yeah. I mean, I still think Jonathan Taylor is really good at football. And so... Yes. I'm not pulling him out of my lineup. I'm not even considering. I still think he's a smash play. Yeah, he's struggled a little bit this year. That has to do with the line. But, you know, I I agree with you that you just keep trotting Jonathan Taylor out there until you can't. Absolutely. All right. Uh, not much to talk about there. Next guy, Devin Singletary. You have at 16. ECR on him is 21. Uh, so you're going from, you know, ECR being like, eh, you can probably start him to 16. He is above guys like... Clyde Edwards-Alaire and Raheem Mostert and Melvin Gordon, who a lot of people would all consider to be guys you should be starting this week. Yeah, I just really like the matchup. Um, I, I think that, you know, Josh Jacobs absolutely shredded Kansas City's run defense last week. Um, obviously, Devin Singletary, not quite as good of a running back as Josh Jacobs. Uh, I, I would probably have Josh Jacobs as the top 10 play if he was playing this week. But um, they are on a bye. So, so don't start Josh Jacobs. You heard it here first. Please don't play Josh Jacobs. Um, Yeah, I think Singletary should have a solid game. Uh, People are going to shy away from him a little bit this week because he wasn't super productive last week. But last week he only played like two and a half quarters because the Bills blew out the Steelers so bad. I don't think they're going to do that against the Chiefs. And Singletary is still the clear lead back in Buffalo. Yeah, and... um... I think that it'll be a very good game for for Devin Singletary in in a game that I'm trying to get as many players in this game into my lineup as possible. Um, You know, even, you know, Isaiah McKenzie was one of my uh, streamers this week because he's rostered in fewer than 50 percent of leagues and has cleared concussion protocol. So uh, try to get guys into your lineup, Uh, except um, just as an aside, Juju Smith-Schuster, 34. Walker, the dream is dying. He's just uh, he's a. He's a floor, you know, high floor, no ceiling guy. Yeah. He's just, he's going to score nine points. The dream is dying. All right. And the other guy you're higher on, Antonio Gibson, you have at 30. Everybody else has 38. Uh, we already talked about Gibson, uh, flex guy this week. 
running back you're lower on, you have him at 12. Everybody else has him at seven. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson going up against the Cleveland Browns. I think people are just like so excited about Ramondre Stevenson that they're not really thinking about where they're putting him. Yeah, they're going nuts. I mean, I, Cleveland's a good matchup. I understand. I expect Stevenson to be good in this matchup, but you know, he's still got to score a touchdown. He's still got to, you know, catch a few more passes maybe to be considered a true like top 8 guy, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm there's no reason that he should be ahead of guys like uh Leonard Fournette or Jonathan Taylor, you know. Jonathan Taylor ECR is 10, Ramondre Stevenson is 7. Let's yeah. pump the brakes a little bit. Yeah, let's let's calm down and think about what we're doing here. Ramondre Stevenson's good. He's not Jonathan Taylor. So, yeah, we need to we need to pull back a little bit. He should be in that Brees Hall, Kenneth Walker area, not in the uh in nearing the top five. The like, still playing him. Yeah, the like I'm excited to play this guy, but he's not a stud yet tier. Like right. the, like like I know I'm gonna get a good amount of points, but I'm not gonna bench Aaron Jones or Dalvin Cook or Joe Mixon for him. Correct. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. And then your other running back you lower on is J.K. Dobbins. ECR is 20. Your rank on him is 25. Last week, he disappointed me. Um, they're going up against the Giants. He just he doesn't catch passes. Um, he didn't run the ball as much as I thought he might uh, with uh, Rashad Bateman out. And, you know, it's just a thing where he's kind of, uh, you know, I thought he belonged up in the 15 to 20 range. But, yeah, I think he's more in the 20 to 25 range. Yeah, he's just uh, he's not high volume enough to make up for the fact that he catches no passes. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, getting he's going to get like 12 carries. You know, I, I think in most games he'll get a bit more run than he did against Cincinnati. But I mean, a guy who's getting 12 carries, even if he's averaging five yards a carry, that's 60 points. Maybe he catches one pass for five yards. So yes. Yeah. 7.5 points. If he doesn't score a touchdown, that's not good enough. Yeah, you need a touchdown if you're starting him, and that's way too uh, unreliable a thing to want to start him. Right, like I get he plays in the Ravens offense, and I get that he's a good running back. So, you know, he should certainly be a flex consideration, but I don't think you can trust him in that RB2 slot. No, I don't I don't think so either. And uh, putting him at 25, the ceremonial uh, best flex at the position. Uh, like we talked about yesterday with Gabe Davis, just throw him at 25 at wide receiver and leave him there. Uh, which is exactly where you have Gabe Davis today. Yes. <laughs> All right. I did not do that on purpose either. It just happened. But, but he is 25. Like, he should be 25 every week. Right. I mean, the guys that are around him are, you know, the guys that are higher than him are receivers that have better roles than he does that are just in worse situations, like Christian Kirk, Curtis Samuel, C.D. Lamb, Deontay Johnson. And then the guys behind him are guys who have slightly better roles than him, but he's just a better player than these guys. Yeah. Like Adam Phelan, Michael Thomas, Jerry Judy. Uh, Devonta Smith. I noticed you skipped your boy Devonta Smith when you said that. I don't know which one of those guys is a better player, honestly. Yeah, that's true. That's fair. All right. Um, so your toughest rank this week is CEH, who you have at 17. CEH, huge game two games ago, but two very bad games on either side of it. So uh, my recognitions of patterns tell me that this should be a good CEH week. Um, I think that it probably will be because they're playing Buffalo. And I think this is going to be an incredibly fun, high scoring game. Um, So I just expect Edward Zelaire to get involved enough that he either gets in the end zone or he catches a few passes and ends up having a solid double digit fantasy performance. I don't expect a fantastic game from him, but I think he's a solid RB2. And then if he has a good game, you try to sell him, like we've been saying for weeks. That is correct. Please sell him. Um, Yeah, uh, not much to talk about there. We've been talking CEH to death for weeks. So let's talk about Jeff Wilson, who you have at 13. And it feels like people are really coming around on Jeff Wilson. Like I had somebody ask me what I think about him today. I heard former guest of the show, Heath Cummings, talk about how we need to regard Jeff Wilson as, you know, a back-end RB1, um, you know, and it's people are coming around on him, not because he's stupendous, but because he's going to get like 18 touches a game. Yeah, he's he's fine. You know, he's, he's an okay running back in a system that makes running backs look really good, and he's going to get a consistent touch load. So, 
you know, he's got a, he's got as good a better chance than of scoring a touchdown as, you know, any of the guys that are going to be around him. But yeah, I mean, he is a fringe running back one until Elijah Mitchell is healthy. Mm-hmm. And that could be another month and a half. So just exactly. keep that in mind. You can keep riding Jeff Wilson for now. Um, your sneaky start, another uh, guy in the Jeff Wilson mold, another former 49er, Raheem Mostert, who got... 18 carries last week after getting 15 carries the week before the first time in his career. Uh, ride the man until you can't use him anymore. Yep. He's the starting running back in an offense that will score points. Um, also, they're going to be running the ball a lot this week because Skylar Thompson looks like he's going to get the start and they are not going to want him to be chucking the ball all over the place. Yeah. It's really funny how like, um, the Dolphins have gone to the complete other end. Like I read a report today where they were like, oh, yeah, Mike McDaniel thinks that um, Teddy Bridgewater will clear the concussion protocol easily, but he's not playing like he's the backup. It's going to be Skylar Thompson because they're so gun shy now. And it makes a lot of sense given what happened with Tua. But, uh, you know, that that kind of hurts things for them. So uh, not for Raheem Mostert, though, who you have 19th. And uh, just in case people haven't seen it, uh, while we're talking about the Dolphins, Tyreek Hill is good to go. He was in a walking boot this week, and he's he's out of the boot. He's good to go. Um, your tough sit this week, I'm not sure how tough a sit this is. Tony Pollard going up against Philly. Short end of the platoon, played well last week, but uh, it's Philly, and it's the short end of the platoon. Yeah, I just don't want people looking at the fact that he had a great game last week and trying to ride that this week. Mm-hmm. Um, he's still going to get no more than 45% of the work out of this backfield. And the Philadelphia defense has been fantastic at preventing fantasy points this year. Yeah. And I will introduce my easy set of the week, which will always be Cam Akers. All right. Uh, yeah. And let's not forget, we did miss uh, the last running back on lower on. James oh, James Robinson. Robinson. Yeah. I have him at 29. ECR is 24. Um, I just don't think Robinson has a big enough role to be anything but touchdown dependent. And I think that. J.K. Dobbins has a better chance of scoring a touchdown than James Robinson does on a given week. So Robinson is a flex play that you're hoping scores. And if he does, he will be good. He will score like 13 points. And if he doesn't, he will score like six points. Yeah, I wrote about James Robinson for this week's absurdity check, uh, the week five one. And uh, basically over the last couple of games, they're splitting the carries between ETN and James Robinson equally. And then they're giving ETN all the targets because ETN's doing like the two minute stuff and the, the hurry up stuff and the red zone stuff. So, you know, you're looking at a guy who it's actually kind of like the uh, Zach Moss, Devin Singletary split used to be where one guy just doesn't touch the ball inside the 20s at all. And that seems to be James Robinson. Uh, for the um, the Jaguars uh, when they're in the red zone. They just don't give the ball to James Robinson or in the hurry up or any of the high value targets or touches, I mean. Um, let's move on to wide receivers then because uh, I'm very curious about you having Tyler Lockett as your wide receiver eight. Easier on him is 17 uh, going up against the dreadful uh, Cardinals uh, defense. But the thing that gets me is you have him uh, eight spots higher than DK Metcalf. Uh, that's because he's scored more fantasy points this season. Oh, okay. Okay. And, and all right, I'll bite. What are fantasy points? Uh, that's when you score in that. That's when you would get yards or touchdowns or catches in the real game. Mm-hmm. And then they correspond to, uh, these like, uh, this data that you, uh, have on your fantasy team. And those are called those data points. You know, it's, it's points. You know, mm. like, a, like a data point. Have you heard of that? I've heard of a data point. Okay. That's so, like when that guy on Star Trek like indicates that something, right? A data point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen it. Uh, <laughs> okay, but. good bit. Let's get back to reality. Good bit all around, folks. Um, I forgot what it was. Okay, so Tyler Lockett has been the more impactful guy. I think that's because... Uh, you know, defenses are like, all right, well, if you can beat us with Tyler Lockett. Oh, God, he's beating us with Tyler Lockett. I yeah, think that's what's been happening. It turns out Tyler Lockett's just really good. Uh, yeah. No matter who's throwing in the ball. Shocker of shockers. It also makes you wonder if, uh, you know, the fact that Tyler Lockett was up and down with Russell Wilson had more to do with Russell Wilson than Tyler Lockett. I'm starting to think that that's the case. Yeah. Yes. Uh, maybe uh, Russell Wilson was bad this whole time. Maybe the MVP voters knew. Yeah, the fact that he never got an MVP vote was correct. Yes. All right. Um, 
Next guy up, Jacoby Myers. You have at 13, ECRs 25. Uh, he's good, folks. He's going to score lots of fantasy points. Yeah, he's the number one receiver in the offense. He's constantly open. He's like Amon Ross St. Brown light. Um, you know, he he's just, he's going to get like at least nine targets a game. His, his normal game is going to be like six for 70. So even though he doesn't score a lot of touchdowns, he's, you know, he scored one in three games so far. So small sample size, but maybe he'll score like four or five touchdowns this year. And at that point, you know, he's a top 18 receiver every week and the matchup's not scary. Yeah, and this year, again, small sample size, but 27 targets, 20 receptions, 261 yards in three games. So um, he's good. Yeah, he's averaging, what, 80, 84 yards per game? on 87. 87 yards per game, yeah, and nine targets and seven catches. So seven yeah. for 87 average. Yeah, that's pretty good. Put him in your lineup, get those 15 fantasy points, and be very happy. And if he scores a touchdown, you can do get your, more. Get your 21 fantasy points. That's right. And so that uh, Jacoby Myers was also your most surprising this week. And um, yeah, I mean, we you've been high on Jacoby Myers, but even I was a little surprised to see him up at 13. But it kind of makes sense. Yeah, I mean, he's a top 12 receiver on the season right now. Yeah. And so five you're points per game, five points per game. Yeah. 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 Because he only played three games so far. Yeah. Um, your third wide receiver that you're higher on is uh, Curtis Samuel. You have a 28 ECR is 20. I'm sorry. You have a 22 ECR is 28. We've already talked about him. Uh, these next three guys. I mean, the first two, I think we need to talk about because these are guys that are two top 15 wide receivers by ECR, but you have them uh, 19 and 23. So first one, CD lamb uh, who we touched on briefly uh, when we were talking about um Curtis Samuel, uh, you have at 23 ECRs nine. Is this Philly and Cooper Rush? Is that what's doing this? That is absolutely what it is. Yes. Uh, CD Lamb is getting an elite target share, but mm -hmm. he's only catching about half of them because most of them are bad Cooper Rush targets. And so I just, even with getting 11 or 10 or 11 targets a game, I think that he's probably going to he's probably going to catch like five balls for 65 yards. And mm -hmm. if he doesn't score, which it's against Philly, so I don't think he's probably going to, then he's just kind of a wide receiver two slash three guy. So, you know, I, I just, I don't think the ceiling's there right now because I don't think Cooper rush is good enough. But Walker, he had a 50% target share last week. That's Eight great. of 16 targets. I was going to say, that's great. He didn't have a very good game though. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's a situation where, um, you know, if, you know, think about the Cowboys' path to success, it is going to be the defense uh, getting turnovers on Jalen Hurts and potentially scoring them, which is pretty much what happened last week against the Rams was the offense didn't have to do a whole lot and the passing game had to do basically nothing. Yes. And that's how they would beat the Eagles this week, which is not a recipe for success for CeeDee Lamb. Correct. So that makes a lot of sense. And then Michael... Pittman, you have at 19. ECR is 14, and I'm going to double check here. I'm just going to make sure. All right, you have Alec Pierce at 37. So you got him on. You got him on the list this week. I did. Yes. Yes. So Michael Pittman, 19. ECR 14. Is this just uh, uh, Matt Ryan is bad? It's Matt Ryan is bad, and it's uh, he's more of the one A in the offense with Alec Pierce as the one B now. Um, it's not the highest volume passing offense in the world. They don't have many downfield throws because Matt Ryan can't throw downfield. So they just, it, it's all intermediate and short stuff. So I just don't think Pittman has a particularly high ceiling. You know, he, he's, he's a guy who should catch at least six passes every game, but he's not going to have very good a dot. He's not going to have very good yards per catch. He's not scoring touchdowns because Matt Ryan, again, can't push the ball down the field. So, you know, if, if you're going to have a guy who's going to get six for 60, then, you know, again, he's a mid tier to back end wide receiver too. All right. I mean, that's fair, but he's still a guy that you're starting Michael Pittman at 19. Uh, yes. In almost every case you're starting Michael Pittman. Yeah. Especially in three wide receiver leagues. If you oh, get yeah. away with not starting Michael Pittman this week, I would like to see what your roster looks like. Yeah. Cause it must be really good. Yes. Uh, third guy, 
Rondale Moore, you don't have rank. ECR is 40. I don't understand all this faith of surrounding Rondale Moore. Yeah, what has he done? Nothing. What does he even do? Uh, runs around out there. He sure does do that. He sure plays football. Uh, seven catches, 68 yards last week, but um, not very impactful stuff that he did. He's, you know, he is still this guy where he's going to, what was the line? It was like 10 catches, 51 yards last year. He yeah, is yeah, that 10, guy. 10 for 50, yeah. Yeah. It's like, that is who he is. He's not this, like, you know, he's not baby Debo Samuel like people want him to be. No, he's a, he's a short area slot receiver with really good quickness. Yes, he has three carries this year, Walker. Can you guess how many rushing yards he has? Three. Uh, less. Or fewer. Negative one. Fewer. Negative five. Fewer. Negative 12. <laughs> Negative 11. <laughs> That's not good. Oh, man. Like, it completely undoes all of his receiving yards from week four. Like, his total right. yards are 68, which is what he had last week. Yeah, see, he's played two. He's played two games, and he has he's averaging 34 yards per game. Yes. Uh, don't play this guy. Yes, and it's not because he's not getting enough touches. It's because he's getting too many carries. That's why. Uh, all right. So, um, your toughest rank this week is Jamar Chase, who you have at 10. Um, but you're not doing the thing that everybody else is doing, which is going T Higgins better and putting T Higgins above Jamar Chase, but. The Bengals offense is struggling. And like you're the first person who I heard go, you know, them rebuilding the line doesn't necessarily mean the line's going to be better. It just means it's going to be different and things could still be bad. And that's exactly what's happened in Cincinnati. Yep. Uh, Ted Karras has been a good addition, but as I expected, um, Alex Kappa, not good. Yeah. Because uh, he's not good. He's never been good. Uh, he was just around a bunch of other good offensive linemen in Tampa and they covered for him. It's, yeah, it's just they they didn't do a smart job rebuilding the offensive line. Cordell Volson, uh, it's like a mid-round pick, and they're starting him at left guard as a rookie. He's not been very good. Um, Jonah Williams is just okay. Lyle Collins hasn't been good as a free agent signing. Alex Kappa hasn't been good as a free agent signing. So um, yeah, it's the same problems as they've had, and the defenses are just rushing four and sitting everyone back and not letting Jamar Chase go downfield. And so he's been turned into kind of an intermediate receiver. And while he's still very, very good, that takes away his top end ceiling and drops him down to more of a mid tier to low end wide receiver one. Yeah. And you know, he's still good. It's just the offense hasn't flourished. Like, you know, a lot of people thought that it might. So, um, your sneaky start this week, and I'm not sure how sneaky this is. Uh, Chris Olave, 20. Is this because of the concussion last week, or what What makes Chris Olave so sneaky? Uh, I think Michael Thomas coming back is going to make people think that Olave is not as good of a play. Mm-hmm. And I think Olave is the number one receiver in this offense now. I, I, I think that's how it is. So I, I believe that he's the guy that you should be playing if you're playing one of the Saints receivers. Um and I don't, I don't care if Michael Thomas plays or not. Olave's the guy. All right. I mean, there you go. I, I didn't think about the, uh, the, the Michael Thomas coming back of it all. So yeah, I guess that would be a sneaky start. And then a tough sit, DJ Moore at thirty-three. Uh, quarterback's not good. Quarterback bad. Quarterback, quarterback bad. Quarterback somehow worse than Baker. Yeah, yeah. PJ Walker. Uh, you're embarrassing people named Walker. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I, I think it's a definite upgrade from Baker because Baker cannot walk and this man can definitely, uh, walk. It's right there in the name folks. Walker. I hardly know her. Yeah. He, he's not as good as Cooper rush though. Cause Cooper rush can run. He can rush. It's right there in the Are name. Are we sure that he can do that? Because, uh, I haven't seen it. Uh, it's, it, he's good folks. I don't know. Mm. He's not good. He's Mike Greenberg's MVP right now. <laughs> oh, cause the Cowboys are for the, it's because their defense is good. Stop it. It's not Cooper Rush. Yeah. All right. Uh, speaking of which, Diggs is not getting as torches. I thought he was going to be this year. He's been better. Yeah, he's been better as like, he's not getting as many picks, but he's been a better overall defender. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Uh, tight end, you're higher on. ECR 14, you're rank seven. The least annoying guy in football. Taysom Hill. That's his official nickname. The least annoying guy in football. I hate this guy, man. Uh, but it's 
with Andy Dalton at quarterback, because he has no mobility, they just anytime they need a, a quarterback who can run around, they just put Hill in there. Um, and so his role increases and you're not going to get a tight end with a consistent role better than his other than, you know, five or six other guys. So, yeah, yeah, he's not going to catch any passes, but it doesn't matter. You know, he he's listed at tight end and he's going to score some fantasy points. So, you know, if he's in when Dalton's in there at quarterback, he's as safe as it comes, really. And, uh, yeah, he, you know, he's probably going to get in the end zone again. Yeah, it's um, it's one of those things I wrote about him where it's like, OK, so if you're trying to decide between like Taysom Hill and Tyler Conklin or Taysom Hill and Pat Fryermuth or Taysom Hill and Dawson Knox or Bob Tunyon or um, even Hayden Hurst or Kyle Pitts or Gerald Everett, or George Kittle, it's like zero is within all their range of outcomes. But only Taysom Hill has like four touchdowns in his range of outcomes. <laughs> right. And so it's like, you know, if you're going to eat that zero, I mean, Taysom Hill scored touchdowns in three out of four games this year. Exactly. So I hate him, though. He's so annoying. Yeah, he sucks. It's so annoying that he sucks and it works. That's the worst part. Yeah, the offense, the offense is designed very well. And if they if they ran the plays that they run with Taysom Hill for Alvin Kamara, he would gain 100 yards. Yes. But no, they have to they have to use Taysom Hill for some reason. It was a. They have to use the goofy, uh, corked up white boy with a little bit of swag. Um, Sean Payton put it in uh, his contract on his way out. It was the terms of the contract was he has to he has to annoy everybody. You have to let Tra- you have to let Taysom Hill bust it down Mormon style. <laughs> uh, that would be soaking. All right, uh, Pat Fryermuth, thirteen. Your ECR is, uh, ECR on him is nineteen. Uh, Kenny Pickett's bad. Yeah, but not bad enough to make Pat Fryermuth unplayable. Yeah. I still don't think that you should play him this week, as I have him at 13. But I think 19 is ridiculous. His role yeah. is so much bigger than your other blob guys. It's it's the sort of thing where I wonder if uh, people think he's not going to play with a concussion that's dragging him down. Maybe that's dragging down his ECR. I but suppose. He, he should get cleared from concussion. But this whole group of tight ends is just like... Somebody should call it like the blob because that's what it is. That's crazy. I, I never heard that before. Yeah. Sorry, I did not do a good job of introducing Pat Frymuth because I'm very distracted by your next guy. Yeah. Uh, we're going to the mat for Kylan Granson. Yeah. T- tight end 23. Yeah, know. he's the only guy. He's the only one of their tight ends that gets consistent targets. Yeah, I know. Uh, they're going up against Jacksonville. Um, I think this has a sneaky shootout potential because uh, uh, both teams could possibly not do well on defense. Um, this, I'm trying to remember what the score was from the first time they played. This is already uh, a rematch. Scored no points. What's that? The Colts did not score. Oh, that's right. This was what, 24 nothing? 20 nothing, I think, something like that. Uh, yeah, this. hopefully the, the Jags uh, let them actually score this time. Mom said, do you have to let us score? Quote, the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, it was 24 nothing. I was thinking of their Washington game that was 22 to 28 in week one. That's what I was thinking of. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I, I think, you know, Kylan Granson's getting a more consistent, you know, target share than most of your post-blob tight ends. So I don't understand why his ECR is 36. I mean, I think if you have a weird league where you start two tight ends, um, don't do that, by the way. Don't play in those leagues. But... If you're in one of those leagues, I think Kylan Granson is a fine enough play. All right. He'll, he'll at least get you like five points. And that is more than I thought about Kylan Granson yet this year. There you go. Perfect. All right. Uh, tight ends that you're lower on. Uh, you would not start uh, Kylan Granson over any of these guys, but. Yes, I would. Lo- I would start Kylan Granson over Hunter Henry. Okay. Hunter Henry. Uh, who you don't have rated because uh, I don't think Hunter Henry should be ranked. I don't know what people are doing. Yeah, people saw him get one game where he had four for 45 and were like, ah, oh, Hunter Henry's back, baby. He's back. Like, Let's go. It's like the last four, the first four games, he had four catches, one catch per game. Is like, that bad? It's bad. It's very bad. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, if you have t- Hunter Henry on your roster, please stop. Do not do that. Do not You're do that. an intervention. Get Hunter yeah. Henry the hell off your roster. Uh, the Michael Gordon Jordan gift where he says, stop, get help. 
The Michael Jordan gif where he says, F them kids. <laughs> All right, Evan Ingram, everybody has it 10. You have it 18. Uh, everybody is crazy off of Evan Ingram for some reason. Everybody was just waiting to put him in their top 10, I guess. Gone, gone off that sauce on Evan Ingram. Uh, yeah, I don't know why everybody's going nuts for this guy. He's not very good. Yeah, he had a good game last week, and I have him as like a streamer because he did well against the uh, Colts the last time they played. But, I mean, like 15 is like the highest I would go on him. Yeah. Like absolute highest. And that's without even sitting down and doing ranks. So um, don't do it. Also, don't do it. Irv Smith. Uh, can we just have a blanket statement? Irv Smith is bad. Do not play Irv Smith. Yeah, I don't ever play Irv Smith. Yeah, you have Irv Smith at 17. Easier on him is 11. Um, I don't have any idea why Irv Smith has one. Oh, he had four for 42 last week. So everybody's pumping their fists Four for 42. Yeah. That's tight end 17, which is where I have him ranked. Yes. He has one game with a touchdown this year. He has as many games with a touchdown as he has games with zero points. And people are saying, oh, you can start him because of touchdowns. And no, you can't. No, you can't. It's going to be just like every other week, the Justin Jefferson show and one of Thielen or Smith or KJ Osborne or Dalvin Cook or CJ Ham gets the other receiving touchdown. <laughs> He's going ham. Um, Hunter Henry's bad. All right. We talked about your toughest rank, which was Taysom Hill. Uh, we talked about your tough sit, which is Pat Frymuth. Your most surprising, Tyler Higby. Also, uh, he's racist. Just keep that in mind. <laughs> Tyler hate crime. Yeah, I'm glad you put him in the cursed Gerald Everett slot of tight end four. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we're, tr- we're trying to put that bad, bad juju, bad vibes on Tyler Higby. Yeah, uh, very bad, very bad guy. Yeah, very bad guy. Very nasty. Very nasty gentleman. Uh, but yeah, four going up against the Carolina Panthers. The man is like half of the Rams offense. It's like half Cooper Cup, half Tyler Higby, and that's it. Yeah, Cooper Cup's going to get 12 targets a game, and Tyler Higby's going to get nine, and that's just always going to be that way for some reason. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't really know why, but yeah, Tyler Higby's like, he's like a six for 60 tight end. Yeah. Where he's not yeah, going to score that much, but like, he's always going to get you at least double digit points. Yeah, he's like uh, um, Dallas Goddard was for a while before he started to get touchdowns when Zach Hurts left. He would just get like all these high target and uh, receiving yard volume. But. Let me ask you another question while we're talking about the Rams. Do you think that uh, Matthew Stafford just gets confused and thinks that Ben Skoranek is Cooper Cup? Is that why he's getting eight targets? Uh, No, I think that somehow Ben Skoranek is getting open more than Allen Robinson is right now. And so that's where Stafford's going with the ball when he needs to check down. Yeah. And I would just like to point out uh, another sicko stash last week. Ben Skoranek, 10 PPR points last week. Very nice. Woo, let's go. Sicko Stashes did well. Yeah, Sicko Stashes did do well. Uh, but um, also, uh, Google Tyler Higby hate crime if you haven't. Um, Hayden Hurst, do you has you have as a sneaky start? You have at tight end ten. I put him as a streamer this week. Uh, the Saints are a pretty good matchup, but Hayden Hurst has been good. Mike, uh, Mike Hurst pill dust. Yeah, he's, we've been Hurst pilled. Uh, yeah, he's he's good. Yeah, I mean, he's a solid player. Uh, He's in an offense that gets the tight end targets. Um, Joe Burrow likes him, just like he liked C.J. Uzoma last year. Um, Yeah, I mean, Hurst is probably going to get, you know, he he gets a lot of targets in in the red zone. And, uh, yeah, he's going to get either four for 40 in a touchdown or, like, five for 50. Mm -hmm. And he's just a solid play. You know, he's in that Gerald Everett, Tyler Conklin range. Yeah, and um, he scored touchdowns in two straight. Um, really, his only bad game was the one where he got hurt against the Jets, and then or and then he kind of reaggravated it going into the game against Miami. But uh, yeah, touchdowns in two straight, eleven targets across the last two games. Uh, I mean, yeah, he's a four for forty guy, and um, because you know the Bengals cannot keep giving the ball to Joe Mixon on the goal line. They're going to have to throw more. That means the tight end uh, because Jamar Chase, I don't know what's going on. Jamar Chase is like the biggest man on the planet and he can't score touchdowns. It's driving me crazy. All right. But uh, Hayden Hurst, uh, Hayden Randall Hurst is his middle name. So good, good for him. Good for him. And your tight end 25 this week, Daniel Bellinger going up against Baltimore, scored a touchdown last week. He sure did. 
Sure did. Ooh, Ben Skoranek made it in the top 50. Let's go. How long till Mike is, or, um, Miles Gaskin makes it into your top 50? Uh, if he continue, if, if he completely takes Chase Edmonds' role, that, then I would put him in the top 50. I will stop doing sicko stashes if, if Miles Gaskin takes Chase Edmonds' role because I have too much power. <laughs> no, you have I, to keep doing it just keep keep doing it and just keep putting alliance player in there so they randomly get good for no reason i'll just keep say i'll just alternate between the reynoldses no it's got to be we got to get socialist king justin jackson oh yeah i forgot relevant games i forgot comrade jackson was on uh was on the, the alliance now so uh sicko stash next week look out for justin jackson that's right all right so uh walker thank you for uh helping the people out with your ranks again you can check them out footballabsurdity.com literally any page there's a button at the top that says week six ranks and uh if you want to yell at walker uh it's big daddy dricks on twitter d-r-i-x if you want to yell at me i am at roto surgeon (laughs) (laughs) absolutely correct yes (laughs) thanks for listening everybody have a good one bye